September 22nd, 2022, we're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Afkof Zayin Amudbet. Five lines from the bottom, we begin the next Mishnah. It's the second Mishnah in this Perik, the last Perik of Masechet Sanhedrin. Whereas the first Mishnah talks about individuals, well, it initially talked about Kol Yisrael Yeshlem Chelek La'olam Haba, that all of Yisrael, and the Gemara, of course, debated, what does that mean about non-Yisrael inhabitants of this world? Yeshlem Chelek La'olam Haba. Then it went on to describe specific melachim, individual kings, and then individual people. This Mishnah will talk about societies, about... Uh, time periods uh, who lost their portion in Olam Haba. So says the Mishnah, Dor HaMabul, there it is, the generation of the Mabul, the generation of the Mabul, which of course is described at the beginning of, of Parashat Noah, the end of Parashat Bereshit, En lahem chilek la'olam haba ve'en omedin bedin, they neither have a chilek, a portion in Olam Haba, nor do they, will they have, or did they have the opportunity to me, Omed Bedin. Omed Bedin means to stand up in judgment. They didn't have the opportunity to be judged uh, disfavorably, which in turn would give them a torturing or suffer of, suffering of some sort, torture or suffering of some sort, which would in turn give them the merit, the ability to inherit the Olam Haba. That's what, it's, that's what it appears to be. Again, of course, we're going to contrast Noah in a bit in the Gemara, but we're talking about everyone else in that generation. Lost their portion. And the Derasha in this Pasuk, whereas the first part talks about my spirit should not judge. They will have neither deen, neither judgment, nor ruach is the reference to olam haba. They won't have the opportunity to inherit, even though they're not meriting olam haba now. Lo yadon, they won't have that opportunity with din either. Dor ha-palaga. Dor ha-palaga is afterwards. It's at the end of Parashat Noah in Bereshit Perek Yod Aleph. That's the generation that constructed Migdal Bavel. That's the generation we associate with Nimrod. Dor ha-palaga, en lahem chilek la'olam haba. The Pesukim, one after the next, talk about this dispersing of the nation, of the people at that time. Vayafet means that God uh, scatters them throughout. And then the Pasuk says, And from there, Hefisam, he scattered them. Vayafet Adonai Otam, the initial reference to the scattering, to dispersing them is Ba'olam Hazeh. Umisham hefisam, and from there he scattered them, he dispersed them, says the, Gema, says the Mishnah. Umisham hefisam Adonai, la olam haba, that's a reference to olam haba, they're being lost from that as well. Maharshak questions, that's a little bit of a funny way, peculiar way of describing losing olam haba, scattering. You could talk in this world about being scattered, about being dispersed. What does it mean in olam haba to be scattered and dispersed? Maharsha again makes it better, perhaps doesn't fully explain it to us, but he cites the Gemara in Masechet Rosh Shana, which recently we've returned to once or twice. The Gemara in Daf Yodzayin describes how Rishayim, how wicked people, after death have a deen for 12 months, and in addition to that, Nishmatan Kala, their soul is, uh, is, is Nisrefet, is burnt, 
and it's scattered the ashes under uh, under the legs, under the feet of righteous people. Again, without fully understanding that, you already hear the same words. You hear that scattering in some way or fashion of their souls. You can now associate that with this pasuk of umisham hefisam la'olam haba. Even when we're thinking about an after-death experience, we can at the same time somehow wrap our heads around without perhaps fully understanding what it means, some sort of scattering uh, with regards to a loss of olam haba. And next of our terrible generations and people in the uh, Torah, Anshe Sedom. Now this is not the entire generation, but this is the people specifically who lived in Sedom. We know about them from when Lot goes to live there. En lahim olam haba, they too lost their portion in olam haba. Shene imar, ve'anshe Sedom ra'im, the Pasuk describes it not only as wicked, as wrongful in their actions, but as hataim. So one after the next seems synonymous that they were wicked and sinners to God very much. The dirashai is ra'im, they were wicked, ba'olam hazeh, that's just their character trait in this world. Hataim, and their sinful status is la'olam haba. However, aval omedim bidin. Their nature was unlike that of Dorha Mabul and not like that of Dorha Palaga either. For some reason, they didn't hit that uh, threshold with regards to evil and wickedness. They will or did have a, uh, a Amida Bedin, an opportunity to inherit all Namhaba through being judged, of course, with punishment after death. Rabbi Nehemiah Omer, Elu va'elu en omdim bedin. Rabbi Nehemiah's suggestion is they too have lost their, lost their ability to be omed bedin. Shene Imar, he cites a pasuk al ken, lo yakumu resha'im ba'mishpat ve'hataim ba'adat sadikim. Says the pasuk, says, therefore, pasuk in Tehillim, the Rishaim lo yakumu bamishpat. They won't be able to stand up in just in, in judgment. Hataim and the sinners ba'adat sadikim to in the uh, in the assembly of sadikim, meaning in din as well. What's the derasha? Um, uh, excuse me. Again, sadikim. The derasha of Rabbi Nehemiah goes as follows. The first part of the pasuk, which talks about the wicked ones won't stand, won't be able to stand in judgment. That's the generation of the flood. Explains Rashi, because the pasuk says about Dorha Mabul, ki raba ra'ata adam. So to envision ra'ata adam, the evil wickedness of people, is to see reshaim. Hataim ba'adat sadikim elo anche sedom. That's a reference to sedom. After all, the pasuk did say about sedom. They were ra'im vehataim ladonai me'ot. So as a result, the reference in the pasukos of vehataim ba'adat sadikim is perhaps, says Rabbi Nehemia, referring to that generation. It means he's disagreeing and suggesting that anshe sedom uh, don't have an opportunity for judgment either. Amrulo enam omdim ba'adat sadikim aval omdin ba'adat resha'im. The response to Rabbi Nehemia, again, he's... A disagreeing. We have a disagreement about Anshe Sedom, which we'll return to a bit in the Gemara, but the disagreement goes as follows. Whereas the first opinion, that of Hachamim, maintained, they don't even have, they have an Amidah Bidin, they have that opportunity to be judged in some way or fashion and in turn inherit. Rabbin Hamyad disagrees. What point, what Pasuk does he point to? He points to Pasuk of Vehataim. Ba'adat Sadikim. Hataim, he says, is a reference to Anshe Sedom Ra'im, the Hataim Ladunai Meot. 
Lo yakumu, they won't stand up. Ba'adat sadikim in the assembly of the righteous. Now his reading of the assembly of the righteous is amongst judges in a court where there are judges. The response of the hakamim is no, no, no. Ba'adat sadikim refers to righteous people who are being judged. They, the wicked ones from the generation of Sodom, from the people of Sodom, they won't be standing with the righteous people. That doesn't mean that they won't have their standing together with wicked people. It doesn't mean that they won't have deen. Okay, so there's a technical disagreement, but a fundamental matter which they're uh, somehow parting ways on, and that is the status, the stature of Anshe Sodom, how we line them up or don't together with those other two generations. Next says the Mishnah, Miragilim. Miragilim we know about from Parashat Shelah. What's that? Yes, whether or not they get judged, which means, you know, do we place them on second tier in terms of uh, wickedness, or are they on the top together with Anshay Dor Hamabu? Either way, they don't inherit immediately Olam Haba. This judgment is, is of sorts, it's an opportunity afterwards to be judged and in turn to undergo some sort of spiritual suffering and torture after death and then inherit all that. Is the same way or you're saying you can judge no. no, of course it's individual. It has to be individual. So, then, right, so what's these stages? If, what, if you're going to be one better than the other, what do they get? Well, you, you, you have a, I mean, again, the, the, the suggestion with regards to the first two generations is they have no opportunity. What do they get? Whatever the aftermath of no opportunity of Olam Haba is. If you have a judgment, it means the individuals are judged and each one in some way is given their punishment afterwards, which in turn inherits them Olam Haba. Now to inherit Olam Haba, it's an important point to be made even at this juncture, does that mean that they inherit the same one as uh, Moshe Rabbeinu? Right? So we're describing even, even the, uh, the final reward, call it, as, as tiered as well, which means to say, uh, the question is, do you even hit the bottom of that, uh, of that destination? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'll give it a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. Miragilim. Specifically, of course, the ten spies, Parashat Shelach. The difficulty in the Pasuk is, the Pasuk doesn't say, or uh, it doesn't describe the type of death, rather. It doesn't say they died with a plague. Who died with the plague, which would be the normal way of writing it in the Torah. The people who spoke wrongfully about the land. Instead, it says, the people who spoke wrongfully about the land, excuse me, died were the people who spoke wrongfully about the land with a plague. That split up the death and the plague uh, triggers the Hachamim and the Mishnah to say, Vayamutu, the first reference to death is one type of death, Ba'alam Hazir. But Magefa, which is separated, severed in the Pasuk, it's mentioned separately, La'olam haba. Continues the Mishnah and says, Dor midbar. Eli, you thought uh, the Meragelim were a lot. What about Dor midbar? It means everyone who sinned in the desert as a result of accepting the words of the Meragelim, as a result of any and every other sin of the generation of 40 years in the desert. Of course, the double wording in the Pasuk of Yitamu Milashon Tam, ending Yitamu, 
And afterwards, the reference in Pasuk Visham Yamutu, one is Ba'alam Hazeh, and the other is Ba'alam Abadivrer Akiva. that's Rabbi Akiva's opinion. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer disagrees with Rabbi Akiva, and he says, in the merit of the Berit, in the merit of the covenant that Am Yisrael had at Har Sinai, they did not and would not lose their portion in the world to come, even with their sin in the desert. Alehem hu omer, he says, about them, the pasuk says, of course we refer to this pasuk at Berit Mila, Isvuli hasidai korete beriti alezavah. Pasuk says, Isvuli, gather for me, means there appears to be some sort of gathering, meaning it's not all lost. Olam Haba is not a, uh, a, a determined uh, lost opportunity for them. Hasidai, those who are righteous to me. Korete Beriti, those who have been a part of my covenant. Alezavah, who did it together with Zevahim. Of course, the Torah in Parashat Mishpatim in Shemot Perek Afdalet describes how the Berit of Am Yisrael at Har Sinai was through slaughtering and sprinkling of blood. The fact that they had that Berit with HaKadosh Baruch Hu means for Rebili Ezer that they were Isfuli Hasidai, which means that even with maybe uh, not all egregious activities, but even with the activities that they committed wrongfully, they didn't lose Olam Haba. They're getting all I'm about for the Bili Aiza. We have many righteous people. We have many people who began righteous and ended wicked. I mean, the Mishnah, you can't imagine, you shouldn't imagine. The Gemara very carefully wanted us not to imagine any of the, almost any of the people who were mentioned in the last Mishnah as just evil from birth. Many of them were well versed in Torah, as the Gemara wants us to understand them. And they still lost it. Yeah, it's an important question. So Gilgul barely is, has very little reference in the Gemara in general. Tahiyat Metim is the million-dollar question because it's never in this context nor in the last Mishnah's context specifically uh, mentioned. And the question is, are we lumping Olam Haba together with Tahiyat Metim? which, I mean, like you said, it's off. It's not off. It's that we don't know. It was a mahloket, if you recall, between many of the Mefarshim and Yad Ramah. The question is, when the Mishnah refers to Olam Haba, is it actually referring to the Olam Haba that Harambam describes of a life without a body and so forth? Or is it specifically referring to Tahiyat HaMetim? We'll have opportunity in the Gemara to return to that question again, because there'll be one or two references that will lead us one of two ways. The answer is, we're not certain. Um, the longer answer is, well, or, or beginning of an answer is, why would we distinguish? Is there a reason to distinguish between Tahiyat HaMetim? Which one, so to speak, do we imagine is the ultimate reward? Is it the Tahiyat HaMetim, which we very often talk about it that way, or is it Olam Habara? Not, not fully clear. Says the, says the Mishnah, lastly, Adat Korah, Ena Atida La'alot, the assembly of Korah. We know that from Parashat Korach, of course, their rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu, they won't be atidim la'alot. Well, listen to those words even in and of themselves, Jeffrey. The description is, they won't in the future arise. Now, of course, they were swallowed by the ground, so the reference to not rising means from the ground. But if we're imagining the Olam Habav Harambam, and that's what we've been referring to throughout, not necessarily the words you would use to describe it when there's no bodily function and involvement. But anyway, Shene'emar, as the Pasuk says, Vatechas Alehem Ha'aretz, Pasuk says that the land covered them, 
the description is ba'olam hazeh. Initially, the pasuk says that the land covered them, but the pasuk doesn't suffice with that. It then says, vayovedu mitoch ha-kahal, and they were lost from the uh, larger assembly of Am Yisrael. That's a reference to olam haba, divrer bi'akiva. Aren't they members of, well, this is even if I'm arguing that Dor HaMidbar, I guess, like Rabili Ezer, but it can't be. Because look, it says, Divrer Akiva. give me a second, I don't know. Rabili Ezer Omer, Alehem Hu Omer, Rabili Ezer disagrees and he says it's about them that uh, Hana speaks and says, Adonai Memit Um Morit She'ol Vaya'as, says God brings death, but then he is Ma'aleh, he brings them up. So again, you have Rabili Ezer disagreeing with Rabbi Akiva. Um, the question of, of uh, Judah is, aren't they members of Dor Hamidbar? So how is it that we can reference them separately here in the Gemara if, uh, if, if we're, we already said that Dor Hamidbar lost their Halak La'olam Haba? Unless it's a part, specific reference to the not being Oleh. In other words, not being Oleh is separate. And we're referring to another dimension of the rising. In other words, instead of envisioning them as maybe just, what's that? Yes, right. Again, what does that mean? Is it a reference specifically to Tahiyat Metim as opposed to Ulam Haba? I'm not fully certain. What can I tell you? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have opportunity to develop it further. Says the Gemara, let's talk a bunch about Dor HaMabul because that was the first of uh, the wicked generations, and it's the first, of course, that's mentioned in our Mishnah. Tanur Rabbanan the Beraita says, Dor HaMabul Elaim Chelek La'olam Haba. Much as the Mishnah said, the generation of the uh, flood doesn't have a Chelek La'olam Haba. Shene Emar, as the Pasuk describes, Vayimach et kol haikum asher al adama. Pasuk says that God wipes out all of existence which was on the face of the earth. Vayimach et kol haikum, the initial reference of wiping out all of existence, Ba'olam Hazeh. And then the Pasuk continues and describes not only that, Vayimahu Minar, it's almost redundant, it reiterates, and they were wiped out from the land. Why is it telling you that again? It's not redundant, it's rather referring to La'olam Habba, Divrer Bi'akiva, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera Omer, Lo Hayin Velo Nidonin, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera says, against Rabbi Akiva, apparently, not only do they lose their portion, or maybe he's adding to Rabbi Akiva, not only do they lose their portion, but they don't have the opportunity to have the deen that we refer to in the Mishnah as a, a potential opportunity, Shene'emar lo yadon ruchi ba'olam, le'olam lo din velo ruach, as the Mishnah had that derasha, there's neither din nor ruach, ruach being that ruach, that spirit, la'olam haba, the din of course being that judgment, davar aher lo yadon ruchi shelo tehe nishmatan chozeret le'nedana, davar aher is that their soul will not return to its encasement, meaning to the body. Why would the soul be returning to its body? So Yad Ramah, I did see this morning, has a reference in this context to, he says that's how deen is to be done. Deen is when your soul returns to your body, even for a fleeting moment, as you're judged. Alternatively, again, that brings us back to the conversation with Jeffrey, maybe this is specifically a reference to, it won't return to their body, and it's a reference in turn to, and it's extending. Not only are they not going to have a deen, 
din for Olam Haba, they'll lose that opportunity for Tehiyat HaMetim when the body is operative. No, they won't be a part of that. Rabbi Menachem Bar Yosef Omer, Afilu B'Sha'asha HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mahazir Neshamot Lifgarim Metim, there it is explicitly, even at the time of Tehiyat HaMetim, Baruch HaKadosh Baruch Hu's returning souls to dead corpses, Nishmatan kasha lahem b'gehinam, their souls will be burning for them in Gehinam, Shene'emar, as the Pasuk perhaps references for us, Taharu hashash taledu kashru hakem esh tochalchem, your soul will be like um, fire which consumes your body. That's the description, terrible description of Dor HaMabul. Tanur Rabbanan Dor HaMabul lo nitka'u ela bishvil tova sheishpi'a lahem hakadosh baruchu. So you should know, says the Biraita, Dor HaMabul, they fell prey to sin because of, ironically, the goodness that God showered upon them. What's that? Umakitiv bahem. What does it mean? What does it say about them? What are the references to them? Well, the Pasuk says, Batehem shalom ipahad velo shevet eloa alehem. Their homes are filled with the peace, the serenity from any fear. They have no anxiety about the shevet, about the staff of God upon them. They weren't fearing retribution. They didn't uh, have any anxiety about punishment from God. Uchtiv. And along those lines, with regards to them, you should know the Pasuk in Yov describes and says, Shoro iber ibar velo yigal tefalet parato velo teshakel. Oxen were impregnating um, uh, cows, and there was no uh, and there was no miscarriages, and there was uh, uh, the the birth to their cows and uh, long life to them. In other words, there was success amongst any and all of their endeavors. Uchtiv and the pasuk says further along these lines in Eov Yeshalehu Katson Avilehem Vialdehem Yerakedu. The pasuk says, The pasuk says about their children. They'll be sent out like flock of sheep, and the children are from a young age, have the ability to walk, are independent to a certain extent. They're dancing out in the fields, in the streets, or whatever it was. Another description is a good life. It's the idyllic life. They they have prosperity in business. What's that? Their children are frolicking as well. Uchtiv, and furthermore, of course, the pasuk says Yisu ketof vechinor. They're happy, they're rejoicing to the sound of instruments. And the Pasuk says, or perhaps the climax, the Pasuk says, what type of life will they have? Their life will be... Their lives will be filled with, will be uh, encapsulated by tov, by goodness, and the, the years with na'imim, with pleasantry. And that in turn is the ironic and tragic consequence of them a generation, a people who feared nothing and in turn turned to God and said, we don't need you. Wait, the knowledge of your ways is unnecessary for us. The lashon of nifgabo is lashon tefila. And why do we need to convene, connect, to pray to you? Ameru, they said to one another, to each other, to themselves. 
Why is it that we need to turn to God? What's the master? They accept the master of the universe. But what's he necessary to us? For some droplets of water? We have rivers. We have... Um, we have streams, we have springs, and we're able to sustain ourselves from them. That's the vision, that's the separation between upper and lower worlds, right? Of course, on day two, the Torah describes the creation of the Rakia, which is Mavdil ben Maim Lamaim, to envision world and life as we know it, the space that we inhabit as human beings, is a space which is opened up by separating upper and lower waters. To envision God's role, quote unquote, in the strictest sense in our world today is to say, all we need are his rains that's what's left in the upper world we have the lower world waters and as a result that's their expression more than anything their claim is we know he created it but we now are self-sustainable. We don't need those droplets of water. We have enough water in this world. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers and responds HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the situation the same goodness I gave them. I gave them that stability in this world. I separated between upper and lower waters and in turn they've determined, they've decided all they need are their own waters that I've given, that I've granted them. It's with that itself, the same water that I've distinguished and separated for them. I'll punish them with them. Uh, it's, I will bring this deluge, this flood of water, to destroy them. And in truth, the Gemara will go on to cite the Pesukim, The description is not only that you had Arubot Shamaim opening, you had Ma'ayinot uh, Tehom as well, you had spring water, which was uh, flooding the world. Again, the, the imagery and the description in the eyes of the Hachamim, of the Midah Keneged Midah, which is teaching them their lesson, is such that the water which they determined, the life which they decided was enough for them, that they were in control of it, which I gave them control over, that's the very water which I'll use in order to teach them that they're far from being in full control and they are distant from an opportunity to actually live a life of health, health and prosperity in this world. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.